Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. How are you? Well, I'm fine. That's good. Bumping into stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Better than Uh, last week? Yeah, a lot better. Well, yeah, I listened to last week's episode because I edited it yesterday. Uh, Because I messed up all my days. (laughs) Because my opener quit on Monday. I already already told you that. I called you when it happened. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But... But our listeners don't know that. No. So I'm trying not to swallow into the mic right now because <laughs> I'm a lot closer. Uh, where are you drinking? A new cider I found today. It's called Ooh. Incline Marionberry. It's actually technically called the <clears throat> the Scout Hopped Marionberry Cider from Incline Cider Company. And it's actually really good because it's not super sweet. And it has 6.5% alcohol, which is great. Yum. Mm-hmm. A little peek behind the curtain here. Nicole fell asleep earlier, so I'm on my second drink. <laughs> I did fall asleep earlier. Actually, part of the reason I fell asleep is because I had a cider. Well, I was all ready, and I had my vodka cranberry, because I'm a sorority girl. <laughs> Except it's not cranberry. It's pink cranberry. It tastes like cranberry. What's the <laughs> difference all the between a cranberry and a pink cranberry? Well, the pink ones are pink, and the regular ones are red. Are they more sour? I don't know. I would have to do research (laughs) into cranberries. Okay. I know that they grow in the bog. (laughs) Um, what was I saying? Oh. Uh, Your opener quit. Yeah. So my opener quit on Monday. So I've been doing all of the shifts, basically. Yesterday, I accidentally went in an hour early. (laughs) How did that go? Well, okay. So my opener quit Monday. So one of my managers was like, hey, uh, do you just want to cover the mornings <laughs> until you have, you know, until it makes you, puts you in overtime? Because she's like, I can't do that because they will actually kill me. But <laughs> at least you'll, you know, get more <laughs> At least hours. you're as close as possible, right? Yeah. Close to, close to full time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I had like 38 hours this week. Yeah, dude. Yeah, maybe 39, because I went in an hour early. (laughs) Um, But the thing about that is the managers aren't working yet, so they didn't notice that I had clocked in already. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just there working for an extra hour. And then one of my managers calls, and she's like, hey, did you have anything in the overnight drop? And I'm like, no. Did you make the schedule for next week yet? She's like, no. So we didn't get that until today. (laughs) Oh, snap. Yeah, luckily I don't have to work in the morning, so. That's nice. Yeah. Do you have, like, the same amount of hours next week, or? Um, it's less, but it's still close to full-time, so. Because nice. they didn't, like, replace my opener with another third person. We're just splitting it between the two of us who were already at that store. Perfect. So, so it's just yeah. two of you now? Yeah. Sweet. So you went from four down to two? It was three. Oh, okay. But didn't yeah. you have, like, a girl quit? A while back? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Lots of things have happened since a while back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, my opener quit a long time ago, like, before we went to Vegas. I, we had, like, we went out for her, like, going away party. That's the right. The week before we went to Vegas. <laughs> and then That's we right, replaced her with someone from a different store. Yeah. 
I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. God, that, that was so damn long ago. I know. That was September. But it also feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. Weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, my work schedule is totally up in the air. Yeah. Um, I got an email on Friday basically saying that we're taking it day by day. Uh, but with the numbers that are coming out, I'm honestly a little hesitant to go anywhere or do anything, uh, even though I trust my coworkers and trust my employer that they have my best interest in in mind. I am not digging what's happening in the world right now. <laughs> I've kind of been on the verge of like a panic attack. Okay. I've- <laughs> not to uh, minimize your fears or belittle them, but the numbers have gone up because we have more tests available, not because the cases have skyrocketed. Continue. No, dude, I know. I'm fully aware of that. Like, <laughs> logical enough to understand that. But I know, but just for everyone. God damn, dude. Like, the fact that that many people are sick, like, it's a matter of time before I get it. But uh, I don't want to get it right now <laughs> when everyone else is sick. Yeah. Uh. So we'll see how day by day goes. I'm supposed to go in tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, I w- <laughs> Actually, I went out on Thursday. Didn't even last an hour. Uh, my boss immediately like pulled me aside and started talking to me. And I immediately started crying. So he sent me home. That was great. <laughs> uh, so I didn't work at all last week. Um, but I am supposed to work tomorrow. I may inquire about working from home. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I was talking to one of my customers, and I guess she works for Cox. She said that there's only, like, three of them still at the office. And it's really weird, because there's, like, only one floor with lights on. That is weird. Yeah, that would be weird. (laughs) But I guess they have, uh, they, like, sent everyone home, because everyone didn't want to, like, pay for that much, like, internet use and stuff. (laughs) So they were like, well, we'll still keep going in. They were like, you can't come here. (laughs) No more. You're done. Yeah. (laughs) But, okay, so I have a story for you. Okay. So one of my customers, my first customer comes in Friday morning. Everything's taking two days right now. Normally it's next day turnaround, but because we don't have as many people working in the plant, it's taking an extra day. So her stuff wouldn't be there until Monday because we're closed on Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. So... (laughs) So she, like, comes in, and she gives me her bag. I'm like, all right, just so you know, it's going to take two days for right now, so these will be back Monday morning. And she's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah, just because, you know, we've had to alter some of our services. She's like, this is getting fucking ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I was, like, doing whatever else I need to do. And I'm (laughs) like, yeah, I I agree with you. (laughs) It's absolutely getting ridiculous. And she's like, okay, well, I guess she just like stands there thinking for a minute. I'm like, I don't know if she's going to leave this or not. <laughs> so I'm just like standing there in silence, like waiting for her to decide. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just leave it this time and reconsider using you in the future. I'm like, okay, have a good day. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> uh, I think our- what drives me crazy yeah. about this whole thing is the fact that like people think it's just them that's being affected like no literally the whole fucking world the whole world is being impacted right no, now don't worry. Lady. I'll, I'll get to that so our store is directly next to a cbs so people usually come in to drop off and then they walk next door and do whatever they like pick up whatever they needed and then drive away so uh her car was in front of my store still so i'm like okay well she must have gone to cbs <laughs> so i'm like 
taking her stuff out of the bag and like doing whatever we have to do. And then I see her come back and she like puts something in her car, but she's not getting in the car. I'm like, okay, she's going to come back in here and take this stuff. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's fine by me because I don't have to do it then. And so she comes back in and she's like, hey, did you put that in the system yet? And I'm like, nope. And she's like, okay, I'm going to just go ahead and take it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm a professional and I have to dress a certain way and you guys are screwing with that. And I'm like, yeah, well, we had to lay off like half of the plant. So it's pretty rough for everyone right now. <laughs> she didn't say anything. And I'm like, it's not, we're not permanently changing our services. We just can't afford to keep the people on who are doing this for you. Go buy an iron. I don't know what to tell you. Right? Like, also, <laughs> whose head is stuck so far up their ass that all they can see is them? Like, I'm sorry. If you I'm sorry. Like, I'm affecting your professional way, life. That's on you, not me. <laughs> I know. Buy another suit. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. When I worked in the medical field, there was a saying, your procrastination is not my emergency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when it came to meds. Yeah. Oh, God, people, people, people. Anyways, let's switch to something positive. Okay. Oh, no, I had a bit planned. And oh, then, gosh. And then you delayed me. Where's my phone? Are you ready for my first thing? Yes. Okay. Give me pizza. Do you know what our first thing is? Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> P-I-Z-Z-A. Do the pizza. Mm-hmm. Give me pizza. Did you not what? watch Mary-Kate and Ashley? No. What? I mean, I did watch Mary-Kate and Ashley a lot, but I don't remember that specifically. Yeah. That's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that was them. Yeah. It's from, I don't know, one of their slumber party movies. Oh. I should have done. I love pizza. I love pizza. Pizza's pizza so good. Pizza easy. I'm going to be singing that the rest of this this episode, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good song. There's a slowed down version of it. It's awful. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. It's a whole thing. Okay. So, pizza is my my thing. Pizza! P-I-Z-Z-A. <laughs> okay. Love it. <laughs> How many slices of pizza do you think are eaten every second in the U.S.? Every second in the U.S.? Yeah. During normal times. Not in quarantine, USA. Okay. Okay. Um, let's do at w- every second. Mm-hmm. 350,000. You were close. 350. Ooh. Oh. End of sentence. <laughs> Just 350? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I thought you were going to get it right on. <laughs> I was off by a lot. <laughs> yeah. You got the first three numbers right. Oh, well, then that, you added that counts more. for something. <laughs> yeah. Too many zeros. Okay, so 40% of Americans eat pizza at least once a week. Because it's good. I had pizza for lunch today. Look at that. Yeah. It's so good. It is good. What kind of pizza did you have? DiGiorno pepperoni with a cheese stuffed crust. <laughs> nice. It's Angel actually got me hooked on that. Nice. And for our listeners, Angel is one of my best friends. Uh, it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. It's DiGiorno. Okay. People love pizza. They love it. They're crazy for this stuff. Because 
according to science. It is fatty, sweet, rich, and complex. And those are the things that we crave. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Salt, fat, acid, I feel heat. happy after pizza. Or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got the oil and the cheese. And you got the sauce is kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's complex. I don't know. Because there's more than one flavor. <laughs> but it does go deeper than that. Glutamate compound in the, you know, probably the crust because of the glutamate that uh, causes your mouth to water after you take a bite of it. Just with the anticipation of eating more, it's the glutamate compound that gets in your brain. Interesting. Is it? Hey, I need that. So the anticipation of eating more, is that the anticipation of eating more so you can like digest it because it's super bready? I mean, possibly. Or is it like... I didn't read that far into the article. I just wrote down that sentence. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was like, or is it because like we just are anticipating eating another bite of pizza because you can't just stop at one? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the compound gets into your brain and makes you crave it. Interesting. All right. It's like, it's basically the whole thing that like sugar. So pizza is sugar. It makes you, yeah. It like triggers something in your brain that makes you crave it. Okay. (sighs) Okay. So what's your favorite kind of pizza? (laughs) Talk to me about pizza. I have like a little bit of a soapbox at the end. So talk to me about pizza. (laughs) Okay. So I'm actually kind of picky with my pizzas. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two favorite kinds of pizza, actually. And the first kind is the thin cornmeal crust. Mm-hmm. And like a Papa Pete's? Yes, exactly. Okay. Hate it. Go on. I, I, it's because I grew up with it. Yeah. Um, also, their taco pizza. Yes, please. Uh, and then I have a second favorite pizza, which is... Like a New York style thin crust pizza, which is like a little bit doughy, but also thin crust. So you want a pizza you can fold in half. Side note, I'm not a huge bread fan. So I think that's why I like the thin crust types of pizzas. Yeah. But as for flavor, I think my favorite, (sighs) I may get some some shit for this one uh, because some people say pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. I say it does. I also say it does. So my it favorite works. pizza It works. Is... You get the salty and you get the sweet and it works. It does. Exactly. Exactly what's my favorite. So my favorite is pepperoni with pineapple and cheese. And that's it. Yeah. I think it's my favorite. Oh, actually, sometimes I like jalapenos <laughs> on it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Pepperoni, pineapple, jalapeno. Yes, please. Get me in. Yeah. That's my fave. So my last job was at a pizza place, and they had, like, a lot of ingredients that you could get. Like, you could get artichoke hearts on your pizza if you wanted, or, like, corn. Corn on a pizza? Well, we had it on the salad bar. So basically any ingredient we had in the store, we could also just put on the pizza for you if you wanted it. You could get broccoli on your pizza if you wanted that. But on their veggie pizza, it has all the standards, you know, you got your... Green bell pepper, your olives, your whatever. Mushroom, onion. Yeah. I get it without mushrooms because I hate mushrooms, but they also put green olives on it. Huh. Green yeah. olives? Yeah, green olives. You put a little green olive on there, it's nice and salty. It's so good. Delish. <laughs> right? Yes, please. I'm like, why aren't we all doing that all the time? <laughs> it was so good. 
So what is your favorite type of pizza? <sighs> that depends. Well, it's different now because I don't eat regular pizza. <laughs> this is true because you're vegan. Yeah. So I try not to eat Daya brand products for reasons. But most, it's like the most popular brand for like vegan cheese. So it's difficult <laughs> to find somewhere that doesn't have that. But there's this place in Tempe called Mellow Mushroom. And they use Follow Your Heart vegan cheese. And they have like many options. Oh man, I love a good barbecue chicken pizza. See, <laughs> that is probably one of my least favorite pizzas. <laughs> And I don't know why. I just don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't order just a cheese pizza because vegan cheese is not regular cheese. No. And no one's trying to convince you that it is. But (laughs) (laughs) just just to get ahead of things there. I just will uh, not order a plain cheese pizza. Well, it's not not all. It's different. The texture is different. It's not like eating a regular cheese pizza. (laughs) To be fair, I... Even as a non-vegan, I don't order cheese pizzas ever because I'm an adult and like <laughs> complex pizzas because they're complex according yeah. to science. Well, when I, I mean, I did only mention sauce and cheese, so. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, I stopped eating meat in eighth grade, so I would just get cheese pizza. But I mean, then, your circumstances are different. It is. But also, whenever you're at, like, a party, like a pizza party, and there's a cheese pizza and a pepperoni pizza, there are going to be the kids who also just eat the cheese pizza, and then I have nothing. And I'm like, but you can eat the pepperoni, so will you please just do that and pick it off if you don't want the pepperoni? <laughs> right? Because you cannot do that. It's the worst. So, I like a barbecue chicken... But also just like my go-to because most places are like, oh, get a like medium two topping or whatever is like usually the deal. So I'll just go with green olives. No, green peppers and olives. Good choice. Yep. Mine would be mushroom and olive. Yeah. But you don't like mushrooms. I do not. I hate mushrooms. <laughs> See, I love them. Love them. Love them. No. It's the same with avocado. It tastes bad and it feels bad and I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a texture person too. Yeah. Big it's like texture. a dirt booger. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about that next time. <laughs> I'm like gagging over here. That's rough, dude. A dirt booger. Yeah. Have you ever eaten a mushroom? <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Yes, I have. And for the record, they are not slimy. They are. They should not be slimy. They've always been slimy when I've eaten them. <laughs> I just don't like the texture. It's what I imagine if you bit into a slug, that's what the texture would be. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't like mushrooms. (laughs) I'll eat it if it's on a pizza already, because you can hide it, but that's like the only way I'll eat a mushroom. Oh, man. There's nothing else you can hide it in. No, there's really not. (laughs) No. (laughs) Everything just tastes like mushrooms after that. Except for spaghetti. You can hide it in spaghetti sauce. Mm Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Yes. If I think yeah. that's a little chunk of garlic and I bite straight into a mushroom, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mushrooms Sam's are not the good. mushrooms if I ever make spaghetti sauce for you. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Point. Noted. Okay. 
So, I'm going to go a little bit into the history of American pizza. I'm not going to... I'm not talking about Italian pizza right now. That's a whole different thing. I'm going to get into why, but I'm talking about American pizza. Okay. For a specific reason. Okay. Because that's what I eat, but also... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, obviously, there are large Italian-American populations... (laughs) in the country that started, you know, in like the 1800s, they were going along trade routes. Basically, if you were migrating from your home country, you were going to North America, South America, or Australia, mostly, according to the article that I read. So in Italy, pizza started out as a peasant's food, right? Because you have to eat it on the go. You okay. put all your stuff on the bread. Most cultures have some sort of, some version of a flatbread. But in Italy, you just do that. You put some oil on there. And you put some, like, vegetables on there. So you get a little <laughs> nutrition. And then there you go. You got a meal. That's a little flatbread. <sighs> so there were large uh, Italian populations in New York City, Chicago, Philadelphia, Trenton, New Jersey, and St. Louis. Which was a surprise. I know. <laughs> That's interesting. All right. Well, I guess. What's the river? The Missouri? Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It goes right through there, I'm sure. Yeah. And then also Buenos Aires. Oh. Yeah. So in 1920, there were 5 million Italian immigrants in the U.S. Or the Americas, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the, they kept they kept mentioning Buenos Aires, but... They also just kept saying the U.S., so. Weird. Yeah. And New York and Buenos Aires uh, had more residents, more Italian residents than any Italian city in we- 1920. Wow. Yeah. There, yeah, there was a large migration because. So Italy just up and left and moved to the Americas. All right. Well, basically from the north, Genoa, and the south, uh, Naples, and Sicily, because Obviously, Italy was largely influenced by Spain, and Columbus came over and then went back and was like, yo, there's more land over there. It was real rough going in the Mediterranean if you were a peasant. So they were like, hey, let's go to this new land of opportunity. So they come to America, right? There's more job opportunities, kind of. It was, you know, low work and low wages, but... Food was also cheaper because there was more land (laughs) to grow it on. Italian immigrant families were gaining access to foods that were considered like holiday foods in Italy. Things like pasta and meat and cheese and sugar and coffee. (laughs) So they had access to those things every day. Didn't have to wait till Christmas to, you know. To get them. Yeah. To like eat a veal chop or whatever. They just like you could just go to the to the baker or not the bakery, the butcher and get the lower cuts of beef that they were grinding up. (laughs) Either there are two reasons that they could have been grinding up because that's like an American thing, ground beef. Mm -hmm. Either they were trying to entice people who were less accustomed to like aged beef, or they were trying to hide the decay. (laughs) (laughs) One or the other. It was one or the other. So, you know, you get the beef, and then you grind it up, and you sell it for cheaper, because it's already bad, so who cares? 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then the uh, immigrant families could then afford it. And they were making things like meatballs and just pairing it with their pasta and their sauce. Which is why we all know that's not real Italian. Air quotes. <laughs> Unreal Italian. That's not real Italian food. But it is Italian-American food. Because that's what they could afford. And that's how they were choosing to spend their newfound wealth. <laughs> was on foods that were considered luxuries. But Americans did not necessarily want. Also, wine, oil, wheat breads. <laughs> I think it said wheated bread. <laughs> in the wheated article. Bread. <laughs> wheated. Wheated bread. Uh, in the article. That's like... Your mainstays. You dip your little bread in your oil, and then you have your nice Italian wine. You just throw that, throw some of that wine in your tomato sauce. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Making new innovations. So some Italians started opening little, like, <sighs> little shops for you know Italian American foods, like yeah. their <laughs> like their pizzas. Italian fusion. Yeah, exactly. A fusion. Um, uh, English speakers quickly ventured into the immigrant restaurants because some of those foods were not too far off for them because there had already been cookbooks coming out that had things like macaroni with cheese or tomatoes in the Italian style. So like we were already selling that as (laughs) something that they eat over there because (laughs) apparently there were macaroni boys (laughs) in Italy. It's what they called them. (laughs) Uh, which were basically the, like, laborers. They would just buy some noodles and then just have some little Parma cheese sprinkled on top, and that's what they would eat for lunch. All right. From just, like, the little carts and stuff. Uh, But, yeah, since, like, the early 19th century, we were telling people, hey, they eat noodles and cheese or tomatoes. So, like, that was already a familiar food that we had. Mm Mm-hmm. So people would just go in there if they wanted a little cheap meal or exotic, it said. Exotic. Exotic. (laughs) But the immigrant families were sometimes suspicious of the American-made products, so they were still buying them imported from Italy. So, like, they were canning tomatoes and sending those over and, like, the, you know, prepared pastas and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you get to the 1920s. Fascist nationalism emphasized the importance of economic self-sufficiency in Italy. (sighs) And uh, Mussolini's battle for grain ensured that Italy's fields delivered calories to Italians first. So he was, they weren't sending things over here. And then you get to the Great Depression, and there was a higher tax on imported goods. So those immigrants could no longer afford to bring over their Italian tomatoes and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, olive oils and whatever. So they just had to figure out how to do that here. So, like... Some people moved to California. They were growing tomatoes out there. The kind of tomatoes that they had in Sicily, I think it was. I didn't write that. Nope, sorry. Naples. I did write it. <laughs> Naples. <laughs> Naples. The uh, same kinds of tomatoes that they had in Naples. Uh, they came up with a good approximation for the, like, hard uh, Parmesan cheese. It was just cheese that they had in Parma. <laughs> it wasn't exactly the same, but... It was close enough. And pasta production soared. And then along comes Chef Boyardi. I can't remember his first name. But he started canning the tomatoes and the pasta together, got a government contract, and shipped all that stuff out to the army. 
and introduced it to like all of those guys. And now we still have Chef Boyardee today. Interesting. Yeah. So <sighs> I know Italians are like, oh, we would never eat pizza like that. And I'm like, no, of course you wouldn't. But also pizza was in like three parts of Italy to begin with. <laughs> it was up north in Genoa. And then down south in Naples and Sicily. <laughs> and then those people came over here. And all of a sudden they could afford the things that were luxuries back home. So American pizza is not just a bastardized food that Americans have created. It, it was is, actually made It is by... a celebration of newfound wealth and also resilience of the Italian people. <laughs> That's kind of cool. In the Great I love Depression. That. I love that because... You like it's kind of like a celebration of newfound wealth and such, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." We eat that at celebrations here all the time for like parties and things. Yeah, exactly. So we get to double celebrate when we have it for birthdays. Exactly. <laughs> I heritage. really, I really like like food histories and stuff. Like one of my favorite articles is about the history of Jello salad. That's a fun one to read. It's a good read. Oh god. <laughs> but like, it's part of the culture. Like they came over here as peasants from their homeland and all of a sudden they could afford the luxuries that they couldn't afford at home. So yeah, of course it's a little bit different, but, but what we had here, but they were using new resources <laughs> that they couldn't afford at home. Right. Interesting. That was fun. Now we know about P-I-Z-Z-A. P-I-Z-Z-A. <laughs> Give me pizza. Okay. okay. What do you got? So my first topic this week is one we actually kind of touched on earlier, just a smidge, um, is sleep. Sleep <laughs> makes me happy. Happy, happy, happy. Yeah. Uh, I sleep less than I used to, but all in one time. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be nap queen and now I sleep at night, which is good. Partially because yeah. of my job change. But anyways, <laughs> sleep. I love sleep. Uh, I fell asleep earlier, which is why we didn't record earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my bad. Anyways, according to the National Sleep Foundation, we spend about a third of our lives sleeping. Like, that's so much time. <laughs> so much yeah. time. Well, if you think about it, you're supposed to get eight hours a night, and that's a third of your 24. So. This is true. That's just math. <laughs> this is true. But, and like, thinking about it long term, like, that's a lot of time mm-hmm. to be playing sleep i've always kind of questioned like why do we sleep uh there's not really a super clear there's not really an answer we sleep because we get tired yeah it's and we know people are gonna say like oh we sleep because all these happen if we don't like that's what happens if we don't sleep but why do we sleep why why do we sleep like why is that the thing that we have to do right so in Finding out that there's not really an answer as to why we sleep, I found that there are three theories as to why we sleep. So the three theories are energy saving, restorative, and brain plasticity. Uh, The energy saving theory uh, is kind of backed by um, science with your low metabolic rate um, drops to your lowest point at night. They think that's because... Cooler temperatures are at night, um, and our, when we are colder, our bodies use less energy. So by going to sleep, um, it's similar to like bear hibernation. We just kind of don't use a lot of energy, uh, save it up, and we wake up 
with lots of energy for the next day. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, the restorative theory says that you need sleep to, uh, or that the brain needs sleep to restore itself. Um, it needs sleep for muscle and muscle, muscle, <laughs> muscle and tissue repair. Protein synthesis happens when you sleep and hormones are released when you sleep. Uh, I didn't say what kind of hormones. <laughs> um, I didn't, didn't dig that far, but yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that happens. Uh, brain plasticity theory uh, allows for neurons or nerve cells in your brain to reorganize. It also clears the toxic byproducts from your brain using what they call the glymphatic system. Personally, I believe that probably all three of those things are why we sleep. <laughs> I don't know that there's probably like one good reason why we sleep. I have a feeling that all three of those things are beneficial to our bodies. And so we take that into consideration on a cellular level and go to sleep when we need to conserve energy, restore our brains, and clear out the toxic waste. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so sleep affects many aspects of the brain function. Uh, some of those are learning, obviously, uh, memory. I learned that one when I worked at the mill. <laughs> days I wouldn't sleep. Like two days afterwards, my brain was shot. Yeah. Problem solving skills, creativity, decision making, focus, and concentration. I can attest to all of those things <laughs> by formally running on max three or four hours of sleep a day. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who's recovered from that lifestyle, I now get <laughs> eight to nine. <laughs> yeah. Um, which actually leads me to my next little blip <laughs> of data. Yeah. So the Sleep Foundation got together a huge um, array of scientific sleep doctors. And they did massive, massive research on appropriate sleep levels for today today's times so for newborns the zero to three months three month range newborns should get 14 to 17 hours a day uh, previously <laughs> so much. it is uh, previously it was 12 to 18 so 14 to 17 i feel like is a little more specific yeah uh infants four to 11 months their appropriate sleep range widened by two hours uh it's 12 to 15 hours now previously it was 14 to 15 Toddlers, one to two years, sleep range widened by one hour, 11 to 14 hours. Previously, it was 12 to 14. So I'm kind of like seeing these numbers go down as the amount of sleep we need mm-hmm. at a young age. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, for preschoolers, uh, preschoolers, according to the Sleep Foundation, need 10 to 13 hours. Previously, 11 to 13. School age children, 6 to 13, uh, their sleep range widened by one hour. They need 9 to 11 hours, where previously they needed 10 to 11. Teenagers, they need 8 to 10 hours, previously thought to be 8.5 to 9.5. Mm-hmm. Young adults, 18 to 25. Uh, sleep range is 7 to 9 hours. That's actually a new category they created. Uh, so young adults, <laughs> 18 to 25. Interesting. Adults are considered 26 to 64. And the sleep change, <laughs> or the sleep range, did not change and remains 7 to 9 hours. So average 8 hours of sleep. Older adults, 65 plus, is also a new age category, and their sleep range is seven to eight hours. Why do they need one less hour than me? <laughs> That's exactly my question. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. So out of all of that data, it sounds like we actually need less sleep than previously thought. Huh. All right. 
Well, thanks, Sleep Foundation. <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah. That's about it for sleep on my lens, <laughs> other than the fact that I like it. And yeah. uh, I don't often get to take naps. So today's nap was very nice, and I decided to talk about it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I do not sleep enough. I prefer to stay up late and then just overcompensate with caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) I turn into a shaky, bitchy, not likable human when I don't get enough sleep. And I've learned that about myself. So I usually fall asleep by midnight and wake up at 7.30. I'm just much more of a night person. Like, I would rather sleep until, like, 10 or 11 and, but, and then stay up until, like, three watching stuff on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> for me, I like to wake up in the mornings. Uh, getting up early for me, I feel like, just makes my day feel more full. Like, longer, more fulfilling. I also find that I'm more productive in the morning. Maybe yeah. that has to do with the restorative theory, where yeah. it restores itself when I sleep. In a, or, actually... The energy saving theory because I save energy and I'm more productive in the morning because I have more energy to spend. See, that's why I think all of those theories are correct. I feel like it's a blend. I don't think it's just one answer. Yeah. I think that's the way it is with science a lot of times is there's a blend. There's not just like one. Yeah. Right or wrong. Definitely. You know, like what did I say before? Fatty, sweet, rich, complex. Yeah, you know. <laughs> a blend. A blend. Yeah. A fatty, sweet, rich, complex. Yeah. <laughs> Good science. <laughs> Anyways, what is your second topic this week? My second topic is face masks and not the like medical kind. <laughs> I didn't, that did not even cross my mind until I was trying to find like a picture for Instagram. And then I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I'm going to need to be more specific. That's really ironic that you picked that this week when there's a national yeah. or fuck a worldwide shortage of face masks. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about those kind. I'm talking about the skincare kind that you put on your face and it's wet. Those, <laughs> not the dry ones. Those are the best face masks. I love a face mask. Okay, so here are the things. The the top five things that face masks usually do. They refine pores, they increase hydration, it diminishes fine lines, even skin count skin tone, and firms skin. All the things. <laughs> yeah. Those are the five things. Okay, so uh, I read this article that they did like an interview with a dermatologist. Basically, because it they don't have to be tested by the FDA, they can basically claim anything. So don't expect it to, like, change your whole world. <laughs> but, like, it you buy a face for mask, you. buy a face mask. It might, I mean, it depends on what it's claiming that it's going to do, though. I mean, at the very and least. what the ingredients are, because it doesn't have to be tested by I, anyone. I mean, at the very least, it'll probably give you a placebo effect of feeling good. So there's, yeah, there's that. It'll help your brain. I mean... <laughs> It'll soak through your skin and help your brain. Although I don't know if if they're not being tested, if the chemicals in those are... <laughs> exactly. Safe. So, here are the things I learned about face masks and how they work. Occlude. Occlude. I don't know how to say it. I also don't exactly know specifically what it means. But apparently it means that it, the, uh, it occludes the skin. So it, it creates a barrier between the air and the product, basically. When it dries on top, mm-hmm. it's creating a barrier... So that can't evaporate off your face. The only place it has to go is in. I lost a headphone. Hold on. (laughs) 
Yeah. So when it dries on the outside, it dries obviously dries from the outside in when you put it on your face, and then it, the only place it has to go is into your skin. So whatever's in it, at least it's soaking into your skin. Right. They are pretty good at moisturizing your skin and like doing it fast. I think that's because, because they, most of them are aloe based, aren't they? Uh, I mean, or water based. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't look that up. Most of them were like this, like jelly texture. So I just assume they were all like mostly aloe based. Oh, I have no idea. I do have ingredients to look for, but I don't. None of them are water. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like because it has nowhere else to go, it has to go into your skin. So it's gonna moisturize your face pretty fast. So that's nice. Uh, it is a good quick fix for redness, dryness, oiliness, and inflammation. As we covered last week, I'm a greasy bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> I need... Well, it depends on what's happening. Because an oil can be, like, you're, you have a lack... Like, your skin's not producing enough moisture on its own. So you get a moisturizing one. But also, if you're going to, like, go out and do something and wear a lot of makeup, like, use a mattifying one, like a clay mask. Mm-hmm. because that'll do something for, like, short-term at least. Okay, so some of the ingredients to look for are salicylic and alpha-hydroxy acids for acne, antioxidants like vitamin C and vitamin E, uh, resveratrol, <laughs> uh, and ferulic acid for fine lines, niacinamide <laughs> for rosacea, and soy kojic acid, Oh, man, I had it when I wrote it down. Tranexam, tranexamic acid <laughs> and licorice root for brightening and dark spots and unwanted pigmentation. Interesting. <laughs> so the soy one, I can say. If you have unwanted pigmentation, get a soy mask. <laughs> and obviously the results are going to be based on the source of the problems. Yeah. So like... My oily skin, like, I drink a lot of water, but also, like, I don't know, sometimes it's, like, a hormonal thing, so. Right. <laughs> so, like, if you put on a clay mask, it's not going to fix your skin forever, but it is going to dry up some of that oil. Right. So, don't, again, don't expect it to, like, change your world, but it's, like, a fun thing. I counted. I have 14 individual containers of face masks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have two sitting over here that I think I might use one later. That actually sounds really nice. I know. I took a shower and I was going to do one. And then you had already texted me when I got out. I'm like, okay. Well, I guess <laughs> we're recording now. Um, I just really like face masks. I love a peel-off. I don't even oh. care if it doesn't do anything. I'll put on a peel-off face mask just so I can have the sensation of peeling it off. Dude, that reminds me a little off subject, but also along the same lines of peeling. Did you ever put glue on your palm when you were a kid and let it yeah, dry? Yeah, dude. My dad called it gorilla skin. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. <laughs> I've not heard that. Yeah. Uh, I still get satisfaction out of doing that occasionally. Yeah, dude. It's the same concept as putting a peel-off mask on my face. Except, okay, I think that the one that I have, because I bought a tube of a peel-off one. I bought First, I bought a box. Okay, so my favorite brand of skincare is Formula 1006 that started in, like, the 1920s. And I don't know why it's not more popular, because it's my favorite. <laughs> it's been around for 100 <laughs> years. <laughs> so, but it's my favorite brand. Uh, and they have, like, a little, if you go to Ulta, they have, like, a sample kit of all their different masks. There's, like, six or seven masks in there. And I brought one of them, the, like, Sea Mist one or whatever they call it. I don't know. 
but it's a peel-off one, and it's got, like, kelp and stuff, and it's good, and it smells good, and it's moisturizing, but I think that it's, like, expired or something, <laughs> because I put it on twice last week. Uh, the first time I was like, okay, well, maybe I just didn't put it on thick enough, because I had to just, like, rub it all off my face, because it wouldn't peel. Yeah. And so the second, the next time, I put it on, like, a lot thicker, <laughs> and it still wouldn't peel, and I'm like... I can see the color. Like, it's like a clear jelly kind of one, but it's definitely like green tinted. And I could, like, see the green tint on my face and it still wouldn't peel off. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's so I weird. think that's, yeah, it's like separated or something and it won't peel off anymore. Weird. Can you take it back? Oh, it's old. Oh, okay. I mean, not like super old, but like old enough that it could be separated by now. Oh, okay. And just not, <laughs> no longer useful. Yeah, I'm not sure which masks I have over there. They're like packaged ones. I think one's a pumpkin spice mask. Ooh. Yeah. I do not have a pumpkin spice. I have one that I hated <laughs> that I wore on New Year's. I don't remember why I hated it. Maybe it was the smell. I would have to ask Kelsey. But it's like clear with gold glitter and like little stars in it. And it looked fun. But for some reason, I... Oh, no, I remember. As soon as you put it on... So it's one of in like one of those uh, big like rectangle things. So it's not like a tube or anything. Okay. You just like tear off the top and like squeeze the whole thing out basically. Yes. Uh, as soon as you put it on your face, it like starts to harden. So you can't like go back and touch up any spots because it just like rolls up under your finger and isn't a mask anymore. Ew. Yeah. I still have the other half. There was two. It was like a clear like a clear one with the gold and then like a black one with the gold. I still have the black one, but probably not gonna use it <laughs> i mean i'll use it because i have it but ooh, i have one also it's a tube right okay so some of them i've gotten in subscription boxes and some of them i've just like bought for myself this one i got in a subscription box also the one from new year's i don't remember their names but this one that i have it's like i think it was the one that was on shark shark tank because i've seen a similar thing on shark tank <laughs> i don't know why i can't say shark tank right now uh because you're two drinks in I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why you're so anything. warm. No, it's because I'm in a towel. Oh. And I have all the air turned off. And also you're um, in Arizona. It's not that hot here. Anyway, <laughs> Shark Tank. So it's got like the little tube of stuff that you put on your face. And then there's like a lace mask that you put on and like hook over your ears to hold it on real tight. Oh. <laughs> I haven't done that yet either. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, the tube is like really big, but I don't know if I'm supposed to reuse the the lace. Yeah. Or if I have to buy a new lace, or do I just use the whole tube at once? Weird. Because <laughs> as far as I can tell, I've read the instructions several times and it doesn't tell me. Interesting. What kind of fabric is the lace? I don't know. I haven't opened it. Oh, I'd like open it and like feel it and see if you can like wash it off or reuse it or something. But I don't want to... Then I have to commit to using it because I don't want to, like, open it and then just leave it open. That's true. That's true. Well, when you use it, you'll find out. (laughs) I I will. I'll send you a Snapchat. (laughs) You'll find out, too. (laughs) I will. Uh, So I think my favorite face masks of all time come from Lush. I'm just Lush I am going to talk about those right now. I love Lush. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have one that's coffee. It's basically just coffee grounds and, like, argon oil or some sort of oil. And you put it on your face, and all that caffeine gets in there and wakes up your skin, and then you scrub it off. Scrub, scrub, scrub. Because it's just coffee grounds on your face. (laughs) 
but it smells good. I like a clay mask, but so, okay. When I wash my face, I don't really wash my face with like products all that often. I just use like a makeup wipe and like wipe it off. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Just like get all this, like the oil and stuff off because I hate when the water runs down my arms when I'm like at the sink. Really? <laughs> so I only like, yeah, I, it's one of my least favorite sensations. Your shirt gets all wet. I have like some OCD tendencies and I hate <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I can't handle it. Fair enough. So like I mostly like use like face washing products when I'm in the shower. But I'll do a mask. <sighs> but I only do a clay mask mostly if I'm gonna like take a shower afterwards because it takes so long and also you get the water running down your arms and I hate it. <laughs> really that's <laughs> too it. much. Really that's it. It's the water. <sighs> Well, it also, it's also, it takes so long. You have to, like, stand there in the bathroom for, like, 20 minutes washing this off your face. Clay does stick. Yeah. Because it's fucking clay. <laughs> yeah. But I love a face mask. Especially peel off because you put it on and then you just hang out and then you get to peel it off your face and it feels so good. It is so satisfying to peel off. If you've never put a face mask on, like a peel off face mask, go get one right now and do it. I hate a sheet mask, though, too. Oh. <sighs> Sheet masks are not my favorite. No, I'll do it, but, like, there's so much product on there. And then you take it off, and you just have, like, the thing's still wet, so you have to throw it away immediately, which is fine. And then you have all the stuff on your face, and you're not supposed to wipe it off. You're supposed to rub it in. And I'm like, there's too much on my face to rub it in. It won't. It won't go. My face is full up. (laughs) Like, it is as moisturized (laughs) it is as gonna get. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can't rub it in anymore. I also anyway. love face masks. They're nice. That was a good one. Good topic. Yeah. I, know, I love a face mask. I'm going to do one after this. I don't know. I actually, you've inspired me. I think I might dip into that pumpkin spice one. Yeah. yeah. My face is all clean. I washed it in the shower. <laughs> I washed mine this morning, but I'll do it again oh, before nice. I do my face mask. Yeah. Do that. So my second topic this week is mm-hmm. traveling. Surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I feel like all I like my- broad yours are they are because down the line i'm gonna get more specific i know that we'll get more specific but (laughs) i also didn't want to like freak people out with my weird niche knowledge so (laughs) (laughs) so we went broad for the first couple episodes (laughs) you didn't talk i was just yawning i know (laughs) (laughs) okay um so during quarantine i've had a lot of time to plan my next vacation Mm -hmm. and (laughs) or at least think about my next vacation if graduation gets postponed arizona would have been my next that'll be real sad it's gonna be real sad ray's got postponed last week i know till like august right yeah dude the day of the backstreet boys concert you've seen the backstreet boys yeah but i was gonna go with jessica (laughs) and tawny and my mom and my sister and now i can't maybe also i hope jessica is listening to this episode because i haven't told her that yet (laughs) Maybe cut that part You know out. that she will. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Jessica. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you before this episode airs on Friday. <laughs> that gets me four days. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I've had a long time now. to think about my next vacation, and I'm honestly thinking Hawaii. Uh, Southwest just opened a new nonstop from Portland to Hawaii, and it's fairly inexpensive it's like less than 600 dollars round trip which is fab for a hawaii trip um also stefan's been there and i haven't so i always like when we travel places he's been and i haven't because he can show me around (laughs) all the cool things that i don't get 
sucked into tourist traps. Also, uh, I'm looking at going to Cabo in October, providing the world is opened up to travel back by then. Yeah. <laughs> Doubt it, but that's tentatively planned. So I like to travel. Uh, I've actually been to 15 U.S. states. I counted earlier. <laughs> uh, 15 U.S. states, Australia, Canada, and Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, do you remember how much fundraising I had to fundraise for that trip to Australia? Yeah, I My think about that a lot. <laughs> fucking God. That was ridiculous. Also, thanks for all your help for that. Or with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, one of my favorite, like, tips for traveling is Southwest's want to get away fare. If you're traveling domestically here in the States, uh, Southwest is going to be a real great option for you. Um, they're want to get away fares are usually less than $150 one way. That means you can get round trip across the country for $300 usually. And the reason I like Southwest is because they give you two bags for free, two check bags for free. Most places charge you 25 bucks, which is a pain in the ass. Um, you also get a personal item and a carry-on, which is clutch. Because when I travel, I have to have shoes in my own bag or in their own bag because my feet are so fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. I just don't pack enough to need a check bag. <laughs> <laughs> I over-prepare for everything. Um, I just don't go anywhere long enough to need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> my, I was actually really proud of myself when I went to Cabo in 18, November of 18. I packed a whole week's worth of clothes in bathing suits and shoes in one single carry-on. <laughs> and all of my personal items like shampoo, conditioner, straightener, hairbrush, all that thing. One bag. One bag. I was so proud of me. Usually I pack like two or three. I am kind of the person that will choose what I'm wearing the day of. So I always overpack when I go on vacation because I want to be comfortable and I don't know what I'm going to wear or don't know what I want to wear. Don't know what I'm going to want to wear until the morning of. Yeah. (sighs) There. Got that sentence out of my system. Damn. (laughs) That was hard. Another option for cheap airline tickets is Skyscanner. I helped my sister use that one. That was actually a recommendation from a friend who does a lot of traveling for work. I helped my sister book her ticket to see her husband's gradu- or military graduation in North Carolina using Skyscanner. And I think she, for a brand trip, it was like $250. Uh, so nice. she, yeah. She was stoked about that. So, pro tip. I just use kayak. See, I've never had good luck with kayak. <laughs> Stefan's used kayak. I haven't used kayak. Uh, I do like Expedia, though. Uh, I know that's super cliche, but I really like Expedia. Also, you get rewards points. Dude, hotel <laughs> hack. Uh, hotels.com. You stay 10 mm-hmm. nights, you get a night free the average of your hotel stays, which is sweet. Yeah, I don't, I, 10 days seems outlandish to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, over a period of time for the length of your account. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not like all in one stay. Okay. So when Steph travels, he always books his hotels through hotels.com. And yeah. Uh, I just use my mom's timeshare for the most part. <laughs> when he books, he usually books like six days total or like six days in one shot because he's traveling for work. So six out of the 10 days are usually used. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when he books his next next trip, that rest of the 10 days gets fulfilled and he starts on to the next 10 days. So we have like three days sitting in hotels.com. <laughs> yeah. So nice. yeah, I'm stoked. So hopefully we can use that for vacation after this virus goes away. <laughs> Another like travel travel tip, travel hack, is to use rewards programs. Uh, I use, I do and used to go to Vegas a lot. My Vegas through M- the MLife rewards program, that's how I book all of my rooms. They're super cheap, oftentimes free, especially if you go midweek. You get buffets, show tickets, all sorts of things. It's great. That's nice. partially why I go to Vegas to party all the time. <laughs> it's because yeah. it's free. 
a good Air Miles card uh, internationally is United. That's I actually have two cards, Air Miles cards. One is through United for international travel. And the other one for domestic is Alaska. I know that I said I really like Southwest, but Alaska <laughs> has a great companion fare. <laughs> uh, you book your ticket and you book a second one for $99 plus fees, uh, which I think comes up to 121 total, which mm. is awesome. Uh, you get your check bags, uh, you get your airport passes. So oftentimes when you have credit cards, you'll get passes, like two annual passes to for United to say United Club, and I'm not sure what the Alaska Club is. Uh, but I know for United, it's United Club. Um, also look into like your work. Um, I know f- with my work, our insurance, our life insurance gives us free rental, well not free rentals, but discounted rentals at like Enterprise and uh, travel insurance and things like that. So check into those options too. I know that I've looked into several of those and I've had other options that outweigh those benefits. But if you don't have other options, those are good options to look into. Um, yeah. Like through your work and such. I would not suggest Spirit Airlines. <laughs> no. That's a <laughs> hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that is a not even last resort. No. I, no. I would, no. <laughs> Just, you and I have had enough bad experiences mm-hmm. in Spirit to never fly them again. <laughs> and highly encourage others to not ever fly them again. Yeah. Or ever. Yeah. Do you remember my birthday? I do. <laughs> you had to call into your work because you got delayed. Yeah. Like hours and hours and hours. Yeah. That was <laughs> awesome. But even though we're talking, I've been talking a lot about air mile travel. My favorite travel is road trip travel. I love road trips. <laughs> same. Absolutely same. Uh, I think I want my next one to be the Yellowstone. I've, I've never been to Yellowstone. I've driven through there one time. That was with my grandparents when I was like 13. Uh, but I would love to go as an adult and spend like a week just like hiking and tramping around Yellowstone. Yeah. Same. Oh, God. That'd be amazing. That'd be a dream. A dream. <laughs> um, I think my favorite part of road trips, though, are like two reasons. One, you're confined in a car with the person or persons you're <laughs> traveling with for hours and hours and hours. And yeah. shit gets real silly, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> real silly. And I love that. Uh, also, because as we talked about week one, music, uh, road trip tunes are a thing. I have playlists for all of my road trips and I love it because they're very nostalgic. You can look back and be like, oh my God, I was driving through this town when this song was playing. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> all the memories. <laughs> but yeah, I just like to travel um, via air, via land, via sea. All the travels. Yeah, man. Uh, where's, like, the, like, your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Disneyland. Oh. <laughs> Good choice. Does that count? Yes. Because I love Disneyland. Well, of course it counts. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, Disneyland is my favorite. I haven't, I have yet to go to Disneyland, dude. I know. <laughs> Do you want to go next year? Because we're supposed to go next year. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to go. <laughs> Provided they're open again. Um, right? <laughs> How insane is it that our world is so messed up right now that Disney is shut, like, down. Just yeah. closed door is done. Like, what? I know. What is even happening in a world? That's so much money a day. <sighs> I mean, they'll be fine. Because it's Disney? Like, that's so much money a day. Yeah. Holy moly. So, yeah. That concludes my second topic for the week. Traveling. Uh, lots of tips. Lots of travel tips in there. Speaking of... For my 30th birthday, do you want to go to Ireland? Yes! Because I need to go to Ireland. 
I also need to go to Ireland. That's been on my list for years. Oh, I know. Mine too. I've always been like, because we've, we don't, we were a road trip family. Same. And like, I've been to Canada, but that's it. <laughs> I need to, I need to experience the UK. There is something to be said for international travel. You yeah. find yourself. I think travel okay, in well, general. I think that's, oh no, never mind. You've been to Australia. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's probably. <laughs> I was going to another... call you Carmen San Diego, ironically, but <laughs> well, you've been to Mexico. Calm down. <laughs> I think that like is my favorite thing about travel in general, though, is like you get to like depend on nobody but yourself. That was my favorite mm-hmm. part about being in New York last year was just having that seven hours to do whatever the hell I wanted. It was whatever I wanted that experience to be. And yeah. nobody else was going to get me to the airport, back to the airport, except for me. Yeah. So it was cool to just be like, all right, three hours till check-in time. Time to turn around and go back. And like, yeah, walk myself to the train station, got on the train, caught my plane back home. It was just really cool. <laughs> I just feel always so independent after I travel. Yeah. And then it's always such a good feeling to like come home and sleep in your own bed. <laughs> <laughs> As much as I, yeah, love I don't know. Traveling. I get the like post vacation blues pretty bad. I get that on like day three, like the first like two days. I'm like, yes, I'm so glad to be back. And then day three, I'm like, oh, <laughs> right, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyways, uh, last week's episode is up on iTunes and on SoundCloud. So check that it out. Is uh, also started as a Twitter. It is Yes Dude Podcast. Um, so. Okay, you hadn't told me that yet, but okay. (laughs) Look out for uh, some I'll add that into our thing. What? I'll add that into our uh, show notes (laughs) on the shows. Yes. Um, So yeah, I created such Twitter. So look out for that. And then our Insta, as we stated last week, is YesDudePod. And if you like us, tweet about us. Use the hashtag YesDudePod. Yeah, tweet us. We'd love to interact with you. Or just tell people to go listen to us. That works too. Or, you know, just... (laughs) If you're on a road trip, throw us on. That works too. Yeah. I think that concludes this week's episode. Yeah, dude. Yes, dude. All right. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, friend. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.